Hey guys, what's up? It's Joe and Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is episode 34, and today we're going to be talking about fear of missing out. FOMO. It's real. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think especially at this age, 20s, we're starting to see a lot of different people go to college. Some people aren't. Some people are starting businesses. Some people are going into the military. And we're all trying to figure out who we are. And we're comparing ourselves to our older classmates or even social media. And we are lost and we don't know how to take control of finding our own selves. So we're trying to <laughs> leech onto those other people's lives. Mm-hmm. We're afraid of missing out on life. Exactly. So in this episode, we're kind of going to dissect what FOMO is and we're going to talk about like more of the illusions people put up and how to get over it, basically. And we hope you guys enjoy. Um, Because, okay, if you don't know what FOMO is, FOMO is literally fear of missing out. By definition, if you go and type in what does FOMO mean, it's built-up anxiety or thoughts that an exciting event may be happening somewhere and you are missing out. So it's basically an emotional response to the belief that you have in your head that people are living a better life, uh, like a nicer life, more successful, and that you're missing out on opportunities. Yeah, and there are a few things that could lead from FOMO, like uh, depression and stress, anxiety. All these things just come up because, again, fear of missing out. It's pretty much in the name, you know? Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, And it's not like a made-up thing. It's... A genuine feeling that many people, even all throughout their life, may feel. Mm-hmm. Um, an example could be like me seeing people travel a lot at a young age because they have the money or the luxury or the privilege to be able to do that. And I feel like, oh, I'm behind. Like, I need to catch up. And there are other examples where it could be a 70-year-old grandma who <laughs> has to work a bunch of nine-to-five job, part-time jobs, I guess, just to retire. Yeah, make ends meet. And they're stuck in this life, and they probably have a lot of FOMO, too. Like, I'm never going to be able to retire. I got to work for the rest of my life. So there are a lot of situations. I feel like everybody has FOMO, like, like or goes through a phase of feeling... Like, you know, that fear of missing out. I know I do a lot, especially just like Joe said, like I compare myself often to where I see people standing and, it's, you know, a, it's definitely a toxic mindset to be in. So I hope this episode can help you guys try to get out of that little funk because it sucks. FOMO sucks. I think it hit us a lot this summer, especially. Um, but also we're going to teach you guys how to be grateful and yeah. not materialize everything in a negative way. So we could talk about social media and its illusions. Yes, obviously, there are many. <laughs> yeah, obviously comparing yourself is not good. So 
you need to try and remind yourself of the reasons why you are grateful in the position you are in currently because it changes from time to time. Oh, for sure. And it's like easier said than done, right? Like we can be like, yeah, remind yourself of why like you're grateful. So really three, like, you know, a way to help and like recognize this is to literally speak it out. So you could literally just say three positive things in the morning or what you're grateful for and just verbally saying it and then recognizing it within yourself will really help. Because like we said, it's easier said than done. And it's hard to remember every morning to like say something like that. But you really got to step back and really be grateful for the things that you have and the opportunities you've had instead of comparing to other people. Yeah, affirmations are great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I did that. But (laughs) so another thing is you need to give yourself a reality check. Not everything you see online is real. It could be outdated, first of all. People put it in their drafts or their archives and then post it at a later time to make it appear as though Literally. they have all this free time, paid time off, whatever. <laughs> yeah. don't work. And you can't believe in those things. It could be outdated. It could be photoshopped. They could appear to have anything in the background, anything on the body. And bro, it's crazy how much Photoshop can do. Like I know a lot of, maybe you guys have seen the Firefly like beta by Photoshop, like by Adobe, I should say. It's crazy. You can literally like, it's called generated fill. You know, you can take an image and add anything and make it look so realistic. It's insane. So I could take a photo of me sitting right here and put me on a beach and it would look realistic. Is it like AI? Yeah, basically, it's like AI generated in a sense where like you take an image and you like, like, you know, let's say you have a house, you can circle the house and say like, add flowers, make this green, and it will do it. It's crazy. That's so awesome. Okay, I feel like we're being contradicting here. (laughs) I know, like, it's very cool, but sometimes, (laughs) yeah, literally, but, you know, but again, people can do and shape anything to look like anything nowadays so you got to be careful what you see online but like joe said give yourself a motherfucking reality check (laughs) okay samuel (laughs) or you know in pictures it could be like a relationship post it could be like a friendship post where like oh my god they look like they have the best trio friendship ever or like oh this couple looks so cute but you know in the back in the back of your head, you're thinking about all these, oh, I wish that were me. Oh, I wish I had this friendship. Oh, I wish I had this relationship. Blah, 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 right? But you don't know what goes on in the relationship. You're you're basing their photo and stereotyping what they would be, and you don't know. You don't you don't know, so don't don't assume. Exactly. And that's the thing, is you have to recognize that posts and people on social media is so carefully crafted nowadays. And I can't lie. I do it too. I'm like, oh, this post here will look good. And then the second what post will look fun. You know, like I am very much that girly too. So sometimes I had to take a step back. I'm like, oh shit, let me stop. But like Joe was saying, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes because there's so many, like, like Joe said, it could be this group of girlies out and it looks like a fun time getting drinks, getting, hanging out, whatnot, doing whatever is fun (laughs) and behind the scenes they could have been fighting the whole freaking night and just got one photo you know like you don't really know 
because they put on this front where it just, oh, happy-go-lucky, kumbaya, everybody hold hands. When in reality, they could have been fighting the whole night or not even friends or not even speaking to each other, you know? Exactly. And another point is with social media, obviously celebrities and influencers really put their job out in the open for viewers to see. And their whole purpose is to make their life look amazing and luxurious. Literally, bro. It's like a job to them. I don't even know. I'm sure they enjoy it for a little bit at first, but now it's kind of like a very tedious thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I only assume that. I don't really know. But again, assuming that if you're in a state of feeling FOMO, it could be detrimental to your health because... You're not thinking about, ah, but this is not, this is not reality. But Mm -hmm. when you're having FOMO, you're not thinking about that. You're just constantly comparing yourself, comparing yourself, comparing yourself. And that's not good. Exactly. And a good way to like overcome this feeling of comparison on social media and like breaking those illusions people put up is to take a break. Again, easier said than done, but some ways that can be like really useful is, you know, Apple, if you have like iOS, you can set time limits for phones and That has really, really helped me. So I have a limit for like all my social media. I think it's like one or two. I can't remember. One or two hours a day for like, and that's including like Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. All Those are, I think, the only apps I have on my phone. So I have a time limit set because I don't want to allow myself to be on there too much. Like I'm on there, I see. And maybe I'm on there more than I should be. But I think there's a lot of ways that you can not be on social media all the time. Delete it. Take a detox. Get out of your system. You don't need to be seeing all this fast content over and over again and comparing yourself to what, like, Susie is posting on her Instagram, you know? And also, we should be kind of happy that our friends are out traveling or whatnot and not, like, put them down and compare because, you know, at the same time, you could or choose possibly to post about, like, your traveling experiences and whatnot. So, you know, sometimes you got to, like, learn to praise other people and realize like social media is also fake but in the same sense like you know oh cool you see your friend doing something exciting like cheer them on type of thing exactly ah um another way to kind of steer away from social media and kind of take matters into your own hands is by trying to romanticize your life yes sounds cringe but it could be the most mundane things you could put on some house music or like you're in a zara kind of music and, <laughs> like do some laundry fold some clothes like you're a retail worker or yes. you could um go ride your bike and like set out a picnic for yourself and take pictures for yourself but don't feel the need to show it off to social media to prove yourself that your life is awesome I mean, some people post things that are genuine. They just want, like, a timeline or, or, like, their own kind of feed to look back on in the future and be like, oh, I did this, I did that, shared these moments with these kids, shared moments with these adults, whatever, right? Exactly. And I think, like Joe was saying, romanticizing those little things in your life is important because it allows you to be really present in the moment, which I know we're going to kind of dive into a little later, but... The best example I have for this is Studio Ghibli films. They literally romanticize those little things in life. Like it's a quiet adventure and I love it. And I feel like that's what our lives are. It's not always 
oh, like heavy go like peaks and exciting and fun and thrilling all the time. Unless you're into that, then, you know, you do you. But like a lot of us, I feel like we don't we're just skipping those mundane tasks, like Joe was saying, and we're just already thinking of the next thing. And sometimes you need to take a step back and really just romanticize those little things, not for like romanticize, like to follow the trends or whatever, but like, yeah, like you're folding laundry, be present in that moment and really just take advantage of those little moments you have in your life because they're important too. Absolutely. It's just up, it's up to you on how you want to come across to people because you could just be yourself because even in online or in person, you have these um, first impressions, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So someone could put you in a category just by seeing a post of like, oh, this person does a lot. Or this person really keeps to themselves, they don't post a lot. Or this person posts every once in a while, so they exist, but I guess they just feel the need to post everything once in a while. I mean, people don't think too deeply about that, but they also recognize small things if they follow you, you know? A hundred percent. Because I feel like everybody has secret admirers. Everybody does. You never know. Um, And something that I recognize a lot, especially going back to like my hometown after a while, um, like when I met up with some people, they're often like, wow, like you're just traveling everywhere. Your life looks so fun because that's how I represent myself on like Instagram or something example. And I'm like, well, I actually work full time and I'm in school full time. Yes, I have a really good life balance, but it's something I'm working hard for. I don't say this, but that's what I'm thinking. But I'm like, (laughs) yeah, like I guess the way I portray my life on Instagram is a lot different than how it is. And that's something I'm trying to work on. I'm like, well, I don't need to post these things to like look a certain way. And I'm trying not to. But often I find myself like, wow, this memory is really cool. I want to post it. And I think now I'm shifting into a mindset where I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to post these things because one day I want to look back at my social media and just see all the fun times I had with friends or family or whatnot. So just like Joe said, choosing what you want to do. I feel like there's a little bit of a negative connotation on it, too, though, of feeling the need to, like, not seem like you're having fun online I don't think there's anything wrong with that but when it comes to like people who have a large foundation and they post really bad illusions to make their viewers or their followers feel like they'll never be the same I feel like that's when it's like, what are you doing? You represent so many people and you're letting them down unknowingly. But I think our job, <laughs> like our small influence job, <laughs> is to kind of help people recognize that that's not always the case where 100%. you don't need to believe everything you see. And I know that's been emphasized like a hundred times already, but it's, but so it's important. It's being emphasized for a reason. Like it's like... I mean, I've said this three times now. Easier said than done. You can say these things and say you want to shift this mindset, but actually taking action to shift this mindset is what's going to make your life better and what's going to make you get over FOMO. Exactly. Which I guess like moving into kind of our third topic that we had for today is stop saying yes when you just want to say no. (laughs) Very true. Unless you're at work. 
True. Just kidding. Oh, no. Say so no. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, wait. Debatable. Yeah. I mean, the main reason why you can find yourself saying yes to everyone and everything is because of FOMO. Because you have that underlying feeling of guilt if you don't say yes as well, but you also have that underlying feeling of you're going to miss out if you say no. Like, you know, you have like a bunch of people who are saying like, oh, let's go to this party. Hey, let's go get drinks after. Hey, let's go uh, to this restaurant. And you just say yes, even though you might not want to because you don't have that time, energy, financial resources to be living that. But you just have that underlying feeling of guilt if you say no and that feeling that you are going to miss out if you say no. But you have to really acknowledge that there's going to be more events in the future. You're going to have more fun in the future as well. Like be present in your moment and if set those boundaries. That's the most important thing is to, you know, really know when you don't want to go do something, just say hell no. Like you can say it nicely, <laughs> but you don't got to go do it. You don't got to do all these things. I love that. I feel like in a way you just reassured me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm glad. Um... Because I'm reading it on paper, but hearing it's different. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, another thing is when you surround yourself with people you know you don't get along with or you know that they'll drain your energy. So already when you're getting ready to go meet up with them, you're already feeling like this dread because you know how the turnout's going to be. But at the same time, you have this feeling like, oh, it's been a while. Maybe it'll be different this time. Or maybe I'll feel like, like happy that I did this. Oh, I decided to do this and I'll have a good outcome. But I mean... There's nothing wrong with, like, giving people a second chance in a different environment. Like, because it might be just you and this person and y'all feel amazing together. But when it's this person, this other person that you normally are good around alone brings more people to the table, it could feel really draining. Just know those patterns and see what is best for you. Because constantly feeling drained, that's not fair to yourself. You're going to put yourself in a place where you're burnt out from everybody and FOMO is going to really hit twice. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. Like, and kind of going into choosing your friends, like you have to really like, it's kind of not like a trial run, not like you're trial running friends or anything, but sometimes like, you know, you might see this person and you want to hang out with them hang out with them a few times, kind of get a vibe off, not vibe, that sound. That sounds cringy. Anyways, <laughs> get like a feeling from them and how you react and how you feel when you're around them because you don't want to surround yourself with people who are a bunch of energy drainers. You can't always be the one to pick up that energy because that's tiring and a lot of work for you. So a good way is kind of to like test date friends. I don't know, like be go out with them a few times you know and of course sometimes you just gotta suck it up and go to events like sometimes you are obligated to be there and you have to just get a feel for people's energy and your social battery because there's certain people like for me like I feel like I have a really high social battery and like and like I can go and do things around certain people but 
as soon as like it could be 10 minutes in hanging out with one friend i'm like bro like my solar <laughs> batteries drain i'm dead i can't do it it's just you have to be picky with who you are spending time with i see i see i feel like there's also this thought in my head when i have friends that i show to others and I wonder, do they feel drained? But I'm just now thinking about this. Like, I never thought about that before. Like, my boyfriend, for example. <laughs> if I brought him to a friend's house, you know, like I used to in high school, I never really considered, like, how you would feel. Did he feel, like, drained all the time? Or was he just really reserved? Which I already mm. knew the answer. But did I actually know the answer? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But that'll be a discussion later. Yeah, that could be another good topic. (laughs) Because it's important because, like, it really all stems back to that FOMO. Like, you fear missing out, so you want to just say yes to these events. Or, like, for example, like, um, you know, same thing. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to go by myself. Let me ask if my husband wants to go. But then if he doesn't want to go, like, I don't want to force him into doing something because that's going to be an energy drainer for him. And I feel like sometimes you have to recognize that. And same here. I'm like, wow, like you had to think about the other person's feelings a lot, too, because, you know, they could have that could be a huge energy drainer for them while it's not a drainer for you. You know, I think that brings up another point. It's kind of off topic, but since it's brought up go off in those situations where you feel a person is maybe like 30 and you need to pull that 70 percent to help a relationship make it Mm -hmm. you know constantly make being in that compromise is healthy but it's only healthy if both partners are willing to meet them more than halfway halfway you know what I mean oh a hundred percent because not every day you can give your full capabilities some like some days you can only bring 30 percent to the table because that's just that day so your partner or friend whatever needs to step in sometimes and be that 70 percent to complete you if when you're in a relationship like just on your own be yourself be whole whatever but like yeah when you are in a committed relationship I feel like there's going to be days you can give more and days you can give less and you have to just find the people who are willing to make those sacrifices for you because sometimes, you know, it's important. I have a question for you, Michaela. Oh, God. What happens if I say me and you're in a relationship, just for an example, theoretically, yes, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> say, hey, Michaela, I'm feeling like I'm at a 40% right now. I can't meet you halfway. What would what would you do? Okay, so you but no, 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 if you felt you were at a thirty percent, like you're both on a down day, yeah. So that's okay as well. But let's say you have to kind of outweigh problems because you have to recognize, yes, I have problems and you would have problems in that situation. But sometimes, let's say, like God forbid your dog died something just terrible something sad knock on wood uh, I'm just kidding. but like something really bad happened to you and for me my low energy is because I got like a like a c on a test when I wanted to be some something like that in that case you have to recognize that your friend is going through something more and you have to honestly just kind of suck it up a little bit 
get over your problem and then worry about yours later. There's times where you have to be selfish when you feel like your problem outweighs the other one, but you have to find that balance. That's a sacrifice like I would make. I'm like, wow, really bummed about this grade, but Joe's going through a lot right now. Let me put my issue to the side and rest assured, like, you know, and make sure she's rest assured. Sorry. Because it's like, it can be hard, but that's why you have to be picky with the friends that you do this for and be picky with who you give your time and energy to. Because if you're sacrificing for everybody, it's not going to work. It's important to like, you know, to your initial question, just find that balance. If we're both on a negative day, sometimes you just got to be like selfish and each take your negative day, maybe not talk and maybe regroup after you both feel like a little bit higher percentage of energy. But yeah, it really just goes back into balance and recognizing people's issues. You got to read the room, bro. You got to read the room. Yes. Oh my gosh. I I want to emphasize <laughs> that too. Like, I feel like be, having to ask for some reassurance is really annoying because you feel like a burden, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, I, I totally understand that you're having some issues too, but I feel really suckish right now. Like, I can't even concentrate about your problems. I feel like if someone ever said that to me, I would be leaving the room. Like, oh, I can't even recognize your issues right now. Because that's, you know, it depends on the situation, of course, right? Yeah. Like, if it was, oh... I swallowed a bug versus <laughs> this bloke over here. Oh, my one of a kind $3,000 jersey got ripped to shreds in a paper shredder because I'm an idiot. <laughs> if we're comparing our issues and I'm more worried about swallowing a bug, our friendship or relationship has an issue. Yeah, that's something that person has to address with themselves first. And you don't need that toxic ass person in your life when they just no. are self-absorbed. Cut them out. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we did kind of go off on a tangent, but I would love to kind of dive more into this in another episode. But to kind of bring it back to FOMO, um, something that I think can help overcome this and not saying yes when you want to say no is really just being present in the moment. Like we talked about before, romanticizing those little things in your life for yourself. Because when you are taking things one step at a time, because oftentimes, I mean, I find myself, I know you guys probably find yourself, you're working, you're folding laundry, but you're thinking of the next thing. You're thinking of the event you're folding laundry for. You know what I'm saying? You, you're thinking of the next thing, not being present in the moment. So to overcome this idea of FOMO, you have to learn to be present in the moment. So if you catch yourself just overthinking when you're washing your hands, doing the dishes, I don't know, stop, cut those thoughts out and just move on to, wow washing dishes and being present in that moment or who you're talking to in that moment instead of being on to the next idea. Yeah, you need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you hear that's negative, in one ear, out the other. I've been practicing that and like I literally don't care about so many things unless it's relevant or important yeah. to me and my friends and people who I care about. Of course. You just have to be picky about those things and what you let affect you. And yeah, I know that for sure. A different from FOMO, but it all kind of connects. It does. You know? 
it's like you got to take your vitamins to feel your body is fulfilled in all of its needed areas, like making compromises in relationships. You have to <laughs> fill the room with joy. Why am I making so many hand gestures? You're passionate about this. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important. I mean, overall, FOMO's real, guys. Like, that shit sucks. We all go through it. It really sucks, but... You got to remember, there's some fake bitches out there. You got to stop saying yes when you want to say no. And you got to recognize if you're going through FOMO and the ways to overcome it. So, I mean, I hope this episode has been kind of insightful. I know this might be one of my favorites because this Mm -hmm. topic is something that's like I hold, you know, close to my chest, I guess. Like, I'm like, well, is that is that even a thing? Probably not. But it's something that I feel like I'm going through currently like I'm going through FOMO I'm going through comparison I'm going through saying yes when I want to say no but I'm taking these steps and being better about it absolutely uh I hope that you guys got something out of this episode um I hope that our examples provided some insight because I know just saying like oh, this, 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 here's how you can fix it, isn't always enough. Like, you need something to kind of create a scene in the back of your mind. Like, oh, how would I deal with this situation with this person? And so we hope that you can take something from that. Yeah, 100%. We hope it's useful. We had a lot of fun. Um, To wrap up this episode, we'll do something that we've been loving. So what's your one thing for this week or in general? One thing. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot or anything. One thing. Oh, that's a great question. Oh, my Reebok club seats. They're very comfortable. <gasps> yes. Club seats are so cute. It's very trendy and I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Influence for the greater good. Like, Huge They're shoes. super comfortable. And I got the off-white ones. Yes. Because I have a bunch of white shoes. But I was like, I've never had an off-white shoe. Switch it and up. They go with every outfit. They're super comfortable. The only reason I got them is because I heard they were very comfortable and I needed to test that. I have the regular classics. And those are very comfortable. And they're beaters now with red clay on them. And I'm too lazy to clean them. <laughs> I feel that. But what is your one thing, Makayla? <gasps> Wait, now I'm on the spot. I'm just kidding. Um, hmm. Oh, okay. So I'm an organization girly. I love to be organized. I love to have little things detailed and like color coded. So mm-hmm. we went to the store the other day, um, my husband and I, and we bought these like trunk organizers for each of our cars. And inside I like put together like little bags of microfiber cloths for like what it's for color coded and like all the cleaning stuff. And I really like trunk organizers. I think if you have like a few things that you keep in your car at all times, get a trunk organizer. It'll save your life. It's important. Get one. You should get one. Yo. Hey, did you know that my senior year of cross country, which was my only year, by the way, I hated doing it. Um, at the banquet after the season was over, I got rated the best organized tr- car trunk ever wow. by my coach. 
And I was like, what? congratulations. Dying. <laughs> I'm but surprised. I know. Right? <laughs> I was like, are you joking? <laughs> you but lied. he was being for real. I was like, ooh, I want to see what your place looks like. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> kind of scary. But, I mean, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and um, found some useful tips. We might talk about FOMO again. I don't know. Could relapse, resurface, whatever. But have a great rest of your week. Peace.